You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you so much for taking some time to listen to our program here this Monday morning. Uh, let's. Well, we're going to stay in the same uh, genre here. We're going to stay in the education arena. Uh, on the phone, I believe, we have with us uh, Vito De Francisco. He is the superintendent of schools in the Rockford Diocese. Vito, are you with us? Yes, Bob. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We can see your nice, shining face, smiling face here on our uh, little monitor. So thank you for taking some time this morning to talk with us. Oh, you're quite welcome. So uh, how are you doing out there? <laughs> we wanted to talk a <laughs> well, little bit about... Well, we're doing well. You're coming out we're, uh, you're coming we're out adjusting strong. to this new uh, reality of... Uh, the, the mask mandate has been lifted, and yeah. uh, I think we're all doing good. Good. So uh, what does it look going forward for uh, the schools, the Catholic schools writ large? Do you think um, it sounds, are the parents accepting of this, or how are people taking the, the, new, uh, the new approach to, to learning here, I guess, the new old approach? The new old approach. Yeah, it's good to be back to that, uh, yeah. to tell you the truth, but... Um, you know, as you know, and I'm sure many of your listeners know, we had parents on both sides of the fence, those sure. that wanted masks, those that didn't. Um, I think for the most part, everyone has adjusted quite well uh, without the masks at this point. Um, we we did hear from a small number of parents when the mask mandate was lifted, uh, asking, you know, why did we, why did we lift it, and mm -hmm. you know those types of questions. But making it optional frees us up to say, if you wish, if you're more comfortable in a mask, please, we encourage you to do that. Um, most of our our students and teachers at this point are, are they're not wearing masks, and. Um, I think everyone is just uh, delighted to be where we are at this point. Yeah, um, you know, sort of like back to normal, like you were saying. So, right, Vito. I, I, you know, I, I know you're superintendent, and you know, there's six other dioc five other dioceses with superintendents that do uh, exemplary work uh, in the education field. But I, I think you know, really, probably the uh, the individuals most at the front lines that that handled these issues with the, with the school principals. Talk a little bit about the role of the school principal in, in this crazy change of rules and regulations, because they, they probably took a lot of the slings and arrows before they got to you, I would think. They did. They did. Boy, being a principal today is not an easy task, no. and certainly not no. under uh, COVID protocols. But uh, our principals all did a great job. They followed uh, the protocols as they were prescribed. And I don't know if you, you know, but the Diocese of Rockford sits in 11 different counties. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, and it was a lot. Right. Yeah, so as a result of that, um, you know, Rockford chose to follow the protocols uh, identified by 
the CDC, ISBE, and of course the Illinois Department of Public Health. Mm -hmm. But in certain circumstances, we found ourselves in a position where, you know, uh, based upon the positivity rate in the different areas, the 11 different areas, each health department might have had just a slightly different take on the protocols, or they might have had a little bit stricter protocols that they wanted us to put in place. So the phone calls that I received at the Catholic Ed office basically were calls for clarification on what our principles were already putting into place. Got it. Um, all of us, uh, you know, each of the superintendents and the six uh, dio- dioceses across the Illinois, you know, we, we all talked at great lengths about, you know, how we were going to do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was very helpful. Uh, we uh, came up with our reopening plan, like each of uh, each of us, and uh, we moved forward. And our, our principals, um, they did, really, they were on the front lines of this, and I think they did a great job. We were, uh, my previous guest was Anthony Holder with Empower, and we were, Holter with Empower, we were talking about uh, school choice options and, you know, more of a political context. But uh, my sense is that um, the whole uh, COVID experience, and it was very difficult for many, um, you know, we had uh, some schools did not operate in person, some were at the same time they were offering remote. But, but the Catholic schools, by and large, made it through. Uh, they did close for periods of time, some more frequently than others. But, but by and large, I think you could say as a generalization, they were open more frequently than the public schools. Is this um, helped uh, the perception of, of Catholic education? Do you think more people are, are looking at Catholic schools now after the whole experience with COVID uh, as opposed to with the way it was before? I do. I do believe that. Uh, it seems to me that parents were very impressed, uh, yeah. at least the parents that I spoke to, were very impressed that we were we managed to remain open or for the most part. Uh, we had a, just very few schools that may have had outbreaks, uh, except for the beginning, of course, when right. we were Everybody all shut, right. uh, when we were all on e-learning. But uh, throughout the pandemic, our goal was to remain open, and we did. And parents appreciated that. They, they, they really, uh, and they made that known to us that uh, we were open and we were uh, running and um, things were, you know, we kept tried to keep things as uh, whatever that normal yeah, is. We tried right. to keep it as normal as possible. So the schools themselves now, I know some of them put up like a, Oh gosh, I'm so bad with these things. Uh, poly, not polyester. Uh, oh, the you know, uh, the, the shields, shields and, and all that. Yeah, plexiglass yeah. and things yeah. like that, and and they were spaced and things like that. Are the schools still doing that, or is it the option of the school, or the teacher, or the class, or how how is that all? How is that working? Is it on a case by case basis? It's pretty much on a case by case basis. But what we've recommended to our principals is to try to follow those protocols as much as possible yep. uh, in terms of uh, distance, social distancing, yep. the, the plexiglass and things of that nature. Most of our schools, I believe, uh, from what I know, it appears as though the, the plexiglass partitions have, have been removed. Social distancing is still uh, uh, you know, part of their, of their daily routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part... Um, People yep. are happier now because it just seems to be a little bit less strict 
in comparison yeah. to what it was. Vito, I, I, I have a, I can only speak from my personal experience. I have a young son who's he's going to be seven, and and for him, like wearing a mask was no big deal. He he didn't care. It just kind of he doesn't really you know some kids don't know it. the younger kids didn't really I don't think know any different. My sense is though I talk to friends with older kids, and I think that 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 and it's not the mask per se, but the whole daunting aura, the negativity, uh, the scare around what COVID is and is not and the unknown and constant being around it. I, I think it's, I, I, do you think it's had some effect on children? Like, you know, maybe the, I'm going to guess here, like fifth, sixth grade, that, that area, that, that age of child. Um, it seems like they, they took a brunt of this that maybe some younger kids or older kids were able to handle it didn't. Yeah, the, the junior high age children, uh, students did take a hit on this, I believe. Um, discipline, of course, our discipline issues aren't, uh, you know, severe by any means mm-hmm. in our Catholic schools, but they are students or children like children in any other school. But what we have found is that there is a heightened awareness of, well, what does what is required of me uh, mm-hmm. Even at that age, children are asking, well, what is, what is exactly required, okay? What does the law say about this? Something that we didn't hear before. Right. And perhaps that comes from the home. I don't know. You know, sometimes there are adult conversations that take place with children that perhaps filter over into the classroom. You know, I think you're right about that. Uh, that's a very good point. I think younger children are maybe a little bit more perception in tune yeah. to what do I need to do and what I don't need to do. Yeah, I see that. That's interesting you say that, as mm-hmm. opposed to if this had never happened at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, so uh, we're, we're optimists. I, I suppose you have <laughs> contingency plans. If this happens again, you're probably ready to go. You probably want to keep that in the closet, though. If Hopefully you don't need it. You can just put it away. But I got a feeling it's probably this place you know where it is oh yeah we we have a plan laid out should we need it we hope we don't need it we hope things continue to to remain positive and we can continue to go forward you know without those mitigations but um in my last letter to our school parents i did make it very clear that we will continue to follow uh the law and that if uh, necessary, if COVID were to resurface, and you know, we would then review all of the mitigations if there were any, and um, the possibility of having to go back to masks is, is something that we have to be at least aware of. I'm with you, aware of it. Let's hope we never have to do that again. Yeah, correct. Let's, let's hope for that. Hey, Vito, thanks for taking some time to join us this morning and to provide some insights into what that experience was like over the past two years. And so. Uh, like we were saying, let's hope we're, we're moving on and uh, you bet. go back to normal as much as can. Thank you so much for taking some time, Vito. God bless and great work in that uh, very difficult time. Thank you so much and same to you. Great. Uh, don't go away, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. I'm going to talk to Megan Dugan Adele. We're not going to be talking about education. We're going to be talking about uh, the predatory lending issue and a very interesting report that her organization has come out with. It's called Ill-Gotten Gains. Uh, Megan will be here to talk to us in a minute. Don't go away. We'll be right back.